guys ready to talk yeah, about yeah. Avengers? Yeah, yes, I'm talked out. I'm leaving. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is, uh, yeah, the Watching Machine Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> They've got our own original tagline. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm Matt, and we also have Rob here. Hello. And we've got Brian. Hey, what's up, everybody? And we're talking about uh, the new Avengers movie, Infinity War, which is not Infinity War Part 1 anymore. Mm-mm. Apparently, Part 4 is really going to be Part 4 instead of Part 3, Part 2, <laughs> <laughs> like Harry Potter style. Mm-hmm. And I've even heard the Russo brothers saying, and they shot them back to back. So basically, Infinity War 2 is like in post-production now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've heard them saying that the title is going to be like a spoiler. Like once you know the title, you basically know what the movie is. I mean, I'm guessing it's going to be called like Infinity. Resurrection. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking like Infinity Dust or something. I mean, I was thinking after the way it ended, maybe Armageddon or something. <laughs> it's going to be called Infinity. Everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also pretty honest. I remember them also saying like, well, we didn't want people to think it's like the first half of a movie a la like Twilight well, part no. one or two. See, that was like the whole idea because they contracted all the original OG Avenger actors for three Avengers movies mm. and the way mm. they kind of scammed them was by cutting <laughs> one of the movies into two. A normal five hour movie guys. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's exciting. Actually the, the thing that I find most exciting about this movie is that it made all 18 before feel like they were one movie and this is like actually part two. We, we spent, you know, 10 years watching one movie <laughs> that's getting released, like, piecemeal, like, each chapter of part one. But then this two-and-a-half movie, this two-and-a-half-hour movie, is the actual second movie in the franchise. Well, let's let's jump into the whole uh, conversation about this experience, Dan. I, I, so, spoilers from here on out. I can't imagine anybody who would listen to this hasn't already seen the movie. I went Thursday mm. night. Oof. Like, I just want to make sure I... <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it Friday night with the cool kids. We were smoking cigarettes afterwards. <laughs> Rob, you and me are wearing the same glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. It's a podcast. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rob's I in a, such a cool voice. He's in a leather jacket. Yeah. He's got a, a pack of Marlboros in his rolled up <laughs> t shirt sleeve. I got greaser hair. <laughs> Ducktail. Yeah. Oh, I've seen a 1959 motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Who's is that? Is Marlon Brando a <laughs> Jesus. Is that Shia LaBeouf? It smells really masculine in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's Axe. So, <laughs> so let's, yeah, let's just get into to, to what we thought. I, I kind of okay. get the flavor of what you, how you responded Ish, to it, yeah. already, Rob. I'm mixed. Mixed? Mixed. Okay. Yeah. I will say I have no illusions that this is actually like good. Filmmaking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I loved it. I love everything about it. Even though I could even tell, like it's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I- I'm I'm skewing very positive. I'm going for an eight out of ten on this. Ooh. <laughs> I like we're starting with the numbers. All right, I like it. I think this is my second favorite out of the whole run. Whoa! I think, of like the whole whole run. Uh, so yeah, yeah, eight out of ten for Matt. What's Rob? Um, put lacing it on the scoreboard. I mean, I want to say something saucy because that's always more fun with like you know speaking a podcast. But like, I give it, I guess, like a six. Yeah, and like I think that's, that's fair. such a boring like 
I think that's what it actually yeah. deserves, man. Yeah. I like it a lot more than that, but it's I like th- a guilty pleasure in a way. <laughs> I mean, I think all the movies, all the Marvel movies, are guilty pleasures. Mm. And there's no one where I'd be like, nah, this stands with like the great action you know that's why i like ant-man and spider-man where they don't try to be too ambitious and then i can like not have to elevate it to because infinity war thinks it's like a shakespearean drama at times i'm like you're a fucking dumbass well they they play it that way tears cgi tears rolling down. but it it has as many you know jokes as as yeah as moments of supposed tragedy like i think it knows what it is these guys cut their chops doing sitcoms <laughs> you mean dupree the, the math of the genius is behind that yeah yeah i think there's a lot of you mean dupree in the dna <laughs> so oh, six man. from rob what, what would you give it on a on a one to ten scale um i would give it maybe an eight and a half whoa but it's more Ooh. i mean it's more prisoner in the moment that's high man yeah i know but like i said i think it's more I didn't expect a lot of it. Movies like Ant-Man and Spider-Man, no one doesn't expect it to be that good. Didn't expect those to <laughs> mm-hmm. be that good, as good as they were. When films like this, Black Panther, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, The First Door, like almost everyone knew like they were going to be pretty big as it was. And this one, same situation. This is pretty much just every Avenger minus, I believe, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and Wasp, mm-hmm. and... um. Pretty much, I, I didn't expect a lot of it. I kind of came in with, like, in between expectations, not low, not high. I know, like, either acting was going to be maybe subpar. <laughs> um, I, I, knew, I knew, like, not that many of the characters weren't going to get that many lines because mm. it's so many. Yeah, it's like 25 major characters. I exactly. Think. Yeah. And actors, too. So, <laughs> so across uh, uh, hundred and uh, 80 minutes yeah each of them are gonna get like six minutes yeah, every time pretty much. <laughs> um, less for Captain America for some reason <laughs> so, and also it was like the first part or, um, the first part of two so I knew it was gonna be like where I was kinda gonna be like disappointed at the very end though I kinda liked the way they, they, the way it ended though yeah man I it could. was kinda it was very, very subtle <laughs> to me in a way yeah like him just like walking and like sitting down and like and just smiling taking and a then view. camera goes black yeah, yeah yeah you aren't expecting that to be the last shot of the movie <laughs> oh i definitely was i don't know i was like i was calculating the time in my head i was like this has gotta be the last shot and then it was and everyone i was like no i'm like okay good <laughs> yeah that was the same reaction in my theater when when you know directed by the russos came up everybody was like People need to stop doing that. Maybe like, people just hate the Russo brothers. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's, I think it's just the whole like first, the whole like when there's two movies, like the very end, uh, like it's so good. A lot of people are so invested and into it. It just ends just like that, and like so many people are pissed off. Well, no, everybody was like already kind of did they just do what they fucking did because they kill exactly literally half of the, the cast and kill air quotes. We're yes, air quotes <laughs> and and the audience is already like in shock because they killed my favorite character character and then when they say yep and the movie's over then you know those people are all like what but you knew there was another another part a lot of people did but i think it's people it seemed like know. a lot of people did i'm guessing a lot of people didn't or didn't yeah. realize it was Dude, yeah big, people big are thing. dumb yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> much, it's kind of like i had never really seen i didn't see like um the last two twilight films nor i haven't seen the last two um Hunger Games, Games films. So I so obviously I the only film that I seen that had two parts was 
weirdly the matrix and i remember that vaguely because like a lot of people were pissed off when they saw like the very end of that scene where it said to be continued but before that you've seen like neo's head with um the guy who ends up turning into who's basically i think goatee guy yeah pretty much yeah and like it left a lot of people pissed off like that pissed me off because I was so invested into the film, and that's what I think a lot of people are thinking with this one. Well, oh, so. think about Lord of the Rings. The first movie has the same type of ending, where it's like, eh, yeah. ah, well, you know, let's go do this. It's mm-hmm. almost like the first movie is all just set up, and there's like one fight scene near the end. And then it ends with like a shot of them basically looking at a road and like, all right, it's time to go down the road. And how did people react to that? Was that with like irritation i think I s- people were actually more like oh i can't wait to see part two yeah. well i've seen it in theaters but like i think it's just the fact that a lot of people for some stupid reason don't know there's like other parts of that film it's like in chapters <laughs> as compared to this so. well like matrix ended in such a i don't know awkward way i feel like matrix reloaded where it's just like kind of like a cliffhanger but like in a feels like the end of episode three on a TV show, which is like, oh, now he's taking over the body. What's going to happen next? Like, this one at least felt a little more earned. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. we got a payoff. It wasn't yeah. a satisfying payoff, probably for most people, but it was, like, definitely a event. Like, something mm-hmm. happened in this movie. Do you guys think it was, like, a brave ending? Because everyone's saying that, and I just, like, it's going to drive me crazy, and you guys can drive me crazy, too. But, like, I don't know. It just felt like... Where else were they going to end it? They were going to, like... Yeah. There was another movie coming out. Like, of course, it's going to end on, like, a downer. Yeah, you had to. No, you didn't. Uh, well, well... To me, you had to. The then, story has to end in a place where it's, like, the heroes are low, but you don't have to end it on a note that's, like, oh, everybody's fucked. Like, you you didn't have to end it on Thanos's face looking, like, smug. Yeah. You could have ended on... on Cap, like, we gotta yeah. get him. Exactly. Like, everybody's in Wakanda saying, like, and he's gonna pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. And, like, that sense of hopelessness, too, from all the characters. If you saw, like, everyone that was on the Titan planet. So, like, and you looked at him before Doctor Strange died, basically, when he said there was, like, 14 million, I believe, ways. To- oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 14 yeah. mil. Yeah. yeah, and he said there were really no ways. There was really no There's only one scenario. He said it was one, but basically he said there was none. All no, way. he said there was one. Oh, okay. There's that... one out of 14 mil, and that's why he gave the stone yes. at one point. That oh, is okay. so yeah. fucking important that he says there was one, because that explains everything else happening. Like, all right, so so here we go. <laughs> let's get in the nitty-gritty yes, of this let's... nonsense superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, Doctor Strange is trying to figure out how are we going to beat Thanos, and he has the ability, apparently, to see into the future. He doesn't actually travel into the future. He, like, just sees it. He shows it to himself, and he looks at, like, all the potential pathways they can take to try and beat Thanos, and he says, I looked at, you know, 14 million and, like, 600 options, and only one of them ends with, you know, Thanos losing. Mm. So then... You have all this shit going down where heroes are getting killed left and right. Mm. And uh, Thanos stabs Iron Man in the gut with a piece of his own armor. And you think, oh shit, here comes the death of Iron Man. And it's not, you know, far-fetched at all because people have been dying left and right already by that point, I think. So everyone expects Robert Downey to be the first one just yes yeah. he's the most expensive and he's the oldest and, and he's yeah. he's been he, he, he was the it. first one yeah, yeah. His, his movie was the first movie he's been in all the major ones since 
he's like the yeah the the figurehead of the franchise, and we know he's pretty much done with it. Like he's we've mm-hmm. had three Iron Man movies. This is the third Avengers movie. That's really all he's contracted for. So if they kill him, it's kind of like we're expecting it, but it's also the dramatic payoff we kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. But instead, Doctor Strange says, "Spare his life, Thanos." And I'll give you my Infinity Stone, and you know you can kill the universe. <laughs> yeah, yep. And he does that very obviously because that is the pathway that actually saves everybody. If Doctor Strange lives, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. But if Tony lives, he figures something out in the future that undoes everything. Yeah. So Doctor Strange has to sacrifice himself in the present in order to save everybody else and he will of course come back again and then yeah. i thought like well why didn't he just tell them what they have to do but then i was thinking like well maybe there's that that's one of the 14 million that also fails like, yeah if he tells yeah. them then somehow it causes a chain of events so that they fail it's yeah cool. it, it, iron man gets too confident <laughs> yeah yeah he's like oh i got this <laughs> i know exactly what to do he would actually yeah or chris pratt <laughs> so let's let's talk about that this is uh, this is the like important thing about the movie all kinds of shit happens but i think the way everybody's going to remember this movie is the one where everybody dies everybody who isn't basically part of the original team dies oh, minus a couple the uh, the only ones who survive who weren't on the original avengers roster i think war machine right. and rocket raccoon um if you want to say anything um i forgot um lapita nyong'o's character too she doesn't she's not even in the movie Hmm? Not Lupita the Youngo, excuse me. Um, I forgot the word. Yeah, the little girl. No, nope. <laughs> she's all right. That was a flashback, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Michelle's character. I just forgot her name. Um, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. His yeah. his head, the head of his uh, elite guard or whatever. Yeah. I don't watch Walking Dead, so I can't remember the actress's name. I think it's like Darai. <laughs> Oh yeah, Doreen something Garan. Also Scarlet Witch. I'm oh, not Scarlet Witch. Excuse me. I'm oh, Black Widow. Denai Gurira plays Okoye. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch dies. Does Scarlet Witch no, die? Scarlet, I was about no, to say. I, does she? Say, I, say, um, I said her, but it was Black Widow. Did she turn to dust? I don't even remember. Oh, Black Widow is one of the ones. That, yeah, she yeah. dies. Okay. Okay. Black Widow survives. So yeah, our survivors are Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Even though he's not in the movie, so that's all the original Avengers. And the obviously, or, or I would assume, Infinity War Two is going to be some of them having to sacrifice themselves in order to save everybody else, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the characters whose trilogies are over. <laughs> <laughs> so Iron Man is probably going to die, Captain America is probably going to die. I think they're going to keep Thor because Thor has been improved so much, at least in the eyes of the fans, that I think they want more of his movies. His two movies were so poorly, they, they were so misguided. And the third movie was so exactly what people actually wanted. And also, I think Thor's being looked at as, like, the MVP of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I definitely see... A... Also, I heard Chris Hemsworth just likes being in the movies, unlike Chris Evans. Well, he so... didn't. I think he was excited to be done until they hooked him up with Taika Waititi. Oh, you think? Yeah. Oh, and okay. he really loved doing part three. And uh, I, th- I think that's probably, like... What he did in part three was what he was expecting to be doing 
the whole time. Like he thought this, these are going to be superhero movies. These are going to be fun. And then for some reason they decided the Thor movies were going to be like the most dour out of the whole group. <laughs> dour and then like really cheesy comedy and then dour again. It's very strange. <laughs> because they're thinking, oh, this is all about like gods and kings and queens and stuff. We got to play this real classic. Ken yeah. yeah, they got Kenneth Branagh. They got Mr. Shakespeare yeah. to direct it. And just the wrong approach. Yeah. Maybe even with a different actor, it would have been a right approach. I mean, they got Anthony Hopkins. They were like, this is going to be the fucking classy Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was just a boring ass. And still <laughs> trash and still in Skarsgård. <laughs> Where was he in this movie? He's like my favorite Avenger. Is, <laughs> is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's he's alive because he's in uh, Mamma Mia 2 coming out. Uh, Not the actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, the scientist guy? Oh, I don't know, man. Fuck if I know. He should have been in there at least as like a force ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the kids love selling Skarsgård's character, so <laughs> bring him back. Speaking of Red Skulls in, and I was just like, who gives a flying F? You no, know, I thought I that was Cap great. One. Yeah, really? <laughs> but I, I loved Captain America part one also i i think that's in my top five yeah for the franchise nice. because it's like really comic booky it feels like rocketeer part two yes yeah. <laughs> oh that's that's a great comparison and yeah. i loved rocketeer like mm-hmm. that it, they feel pulpy mm-hmm. you know they feel like they are actually representing the era when so many of these characters were introduced mm-hmm. so i love the feel of that um and i i'm really happy red skull's back Without Hugo Weaving, because well, it doesn't matter. Fuck all to these stupid movies. I feel like The Hobbit finally broke him. He's like, you know what? I'm done with these dumbass. I've got enough blockbuster money. (laughs) Yeah, I respect that. I mean, then then he's in fucking Hacksaw Ridge, though. So I'm like, well, weird choices. I don't know. I'm gonna work with Mel Gibson, the real (laughs) artist of Hollywood. Uh, Well, they're both Australian. Yeah. So maybe in Australia, like they're not as put off by his. Supposed to transgressions. They're like, yeah, that's what all. <laughs> that's, what we all that's the way we all feel. <laughs> yeah, you guys like the Jews? Wait, are we? That's, really? <laughs> oh, okay. Could be. Oh man. So yeah, probably there's a lot more prestige in Australia for working with Mel Gibson. Probably. <laughs> Uh, but no, nah, it doesn't bother me that Hugo Weaving isn't back because, I mean, he's buried under makeup in the first movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really put some kind of like personal spin on the character. It kind of feels like, you know, anybody mm-hmm. could pull off playing, you know, a, a literal skull headed Nazi. <laughs> you just come across as like slimy. <laughs> Was Red Skull CGI? Um, partially. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit. You think so? Okay. I, I think in this one, he was motion captured, like totally. Mm. But yeah, in the original, it was oh, just yeah, makeup was and then he had his yeah. nose CG'd, CG'd off. Yeah. Uh, Voldemort, Voldemort style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I like the presence there. Cause like the henchmen also were like completely CGI. And I was trying to think like, why would the fuck would they do that? But I was like, well, I guess they're mostly in action scenes. But I also thought. And also, I think they're supposed to be. Yeah. It, they don't do a great job of uh, getting it across, but I think they're supposed to be much larger than the human characters. Because oh. you you remember you have that scene where they've killed uh, Obsidian Maw. <laughs> they've already killed that character. That's his names. name, right? <laughs> I believe you. I don't care. No, no, it's a uh, it's uh, Ebony Maw, <laughs> which is weird, right there. Ebony. Well, no, they're Did the you say Ebony. Yeah, Ebony. they all have black wow. names. They have names related to the color black because they are oh. the black. Order? Yeah. Yeah. The Black Order is the name of their little cabal. Mm. The children of Thanos. Um, Do you have that scene where after they've killed Obsidian... (laughs) 
after he killed Ebony, Ebony Maw. Ebony Maw. That uh, uh, let's call him Maw. Grand Maw. That they uh, are piloting his ship, and mm. Tony has to take like one half of the steering, and Peter Parker has to take the other half. And Tony's like, "Just pretend we're like one big guy." Remember? So I think those sure characters are yeah. supposed to be like larger than you. Don't even. <laughs> I'm just like, like I was like that scene happened. Yes. After I refreshed your memory, <laughs> well, you're I know still like, like the oh, spaceship, no. and I know like and like hey, it's like the movie Aliens, <laughs> but then like it's more like the scene from Alien. Yes, <laughs> but. <laughs> Do you think the characters would make more of an impression, though, if they weren't CGI, the, the henchmen, that is? I think they would have been less successful because I'm, I would compare them to what they did with Oscar Isaac in X-Men Apocalypse, uh. where that character is supposed to be kind of Thanos-style huge and intimidating, and they got a five foot seven guy <laughs> and put a bunch of makeup on him. And it, it was weak, really. They put some like platform shoes on him, and it just didn't come across... Yeah, but I thought Thanos really worked, and he's yeah, Thanos worked. I think that was partially Brolin just being oh yeah a yeah great actor. <laughs> I wonder, and he sold that character well too. Like maybe if they did Oscar Isaac in motion capture for uh, Apocalypse, like he might have done a great job. He's a great actor. Yeah, he was definitely miscast, no matter how you look at it. But <laughs> he's not even purple in real life. <laughs> like more heavy. I read the comics like a couple of years back and like it's very different than was that. But because he's, trying you... to, he's just trying to like have sex with death. And that's why he wants to kill off half the people. See, I really would have preferred that. Actually. I, I 100% would prefer that because his motive makes little sense. He's like, oh, just make everyone's life better. Like, what if you what if your population is like six people and you just kill like half the family? Like, well, now we're, we're going to completely die off. Thanks. Like, I don't understand the logic. Like, if you just think about it more than two seconds. Well, if you've got two families, say, uh, two complete families, and you kill off the breadwinner of one, and all the, the kids are like now helpless, but then you kill off the kids from the other family... <laughs> And they you can just combine. combine the two, and every, everything's balanced again. That was Thanos' whole thing is That's balance. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> balance of the stupid knife metaphor. Yeah, it's like real subtle. <laughs> Malcolmus and McFeely, is that their last names, are the writers? Oh, yes. Very good, man. That's I was great. looking them up. I looked up what they did. They Mostly shit. Uh, yes. They did, like, Dark World, and actually, but... uh. They did pain and gain, so I can't completely hate them. Yeah, but that was based off of real life, so they didn't they didn't come up with that. There's really. a lot of personality. They started out with the uh, the Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe movies. Yeah, that's how they got their foot in the Disney doorway, which are bland and hacky, so they're perfect. Well, for I only <laughs> honestly saw the first of the the franchise. I with only those. saw the first one too. Yeah, I loved it. Really? <laughs> I I don't know but why. Watch the other ones. Yeah, I, I don't know why I never bothered with part two. So that all came up because you're you were talking about Thanos's kind of his dramatic arc. Yeah, but they didn't come up with it because it's basically the same. Like all the actions are the same as they were in a comic. It's just the motivation is the only thing that changed it. Where yeah, it the was, motivation, which yeah. which felt like more personal because it was like he was had a relationship with this death character and mm-hmm. wanted to, and it makes not just some ambiguous yeah ethos, some some weird like social science experiment he wants to yeah carry out that he cares about it so much he's gonna work the rest of his life to do. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> See, it makes a lot of sense for it to be a a a, a romantic relationship with death literally like the personification of Mm -hmm. death because you would imagine she can't ever actually be won over 
Like he mm. could kill everybody in the universe and she's still going to be like, oh yeah, well, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you give it the, that fuel to the fire where he has to keep one up in himself to keep her interested. Mm-hmm. It's very true to life, I think. And, yeah. <laughs> and it makes him feel kind of weak. I guess he, at moment, feels weak in the movie, but like, he's just like, oh, I need to get love and he's just like, you know, completely well, head over heels. And Thanos complex. is very intimidating. But he's clearly like a slave to something in both versions. Like in the comic book version, it's literally this woman. Um, mm-hmm. But in this version, it's to his own like principles, his own ethical concept that he he's constructed yeah. that he is in service to. He's willing to sacrifice the only person he loves to it because mm-hmm. it's yeah. so much more important than him. And once it's done, you know, he just backs off. He's like, all right. You know, dusts his hands off. He's like, good job. I'm going to my farm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd still put him in, like, top five Marvel villains. But that's, oh, yeah, like, yeah. that's a pretty weak category well, well, for Marvel. <laughs> so, I just mean that it wouldn't, I think, uh, literally weaken the character. Like, in, in both concepts of his story, he is in service of something. So even though he is really terrifying himself, he, you know, I don't think he it would have undermined his intimidation factor if it was you know i'm doing this to impress a woman <laughs> yeah the thing is like marvel's not big about love like you can tell it's for like 12 year olds like i mean like back oh. in the day like superhero movies like had a big love thing like no. the original superman and the spider-man movies Dude, there's love interests but, in all of these but yeah they're like like look at captain america like winter soldier where he's just like well, this blonde girl just show hey guys i'm not gay i'm into this <laughs> i'm into this one blonde girl that's in like two scenes that's probably chris evans he was like yeah everybody thinks i'm gay can you give me a, yeah. a woman for this movie? but uh, no captain america and his love interest died while he was frozen so i feel like that's it's wrapped up it's like it's okay for him to not have another love interest because he's still in love with a dead woman but you got iron man and pepper Potts. you know that's like a, a continuing thing the the first scene that happens after the title card in infinity war is him and pepper talking about having a baby well that was like the original iron man where it was like before they knew what they were like I would argue like they had to have a romantic subplot to keep yeah. things interesting. That doesn't make sense. I mean, because like how many Superman movies didn't have some love story going? Like even like the X Men movies have like a love triangle kind yeah. of not front and center, but pretty close to yeah. it. Because it's not like the focus, but it is your three main characters. Yeah, they even did the same thing with uh, uh, Professor X and Magneto, didn't they? Like yeah. they fell in love with the same yeah. woman in the in the second trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> the Fastbender trilogy. And fucking Ghost Rider, best superhero movie ever. It's all about Ava Mendes and Nicolas Cage's <laughs> romance. And breaking apart and then coming back together. It's beautiful. She wasn't even in part two, right? I don't. I didn't see it, but I, I doubt it. I, really I, don't doubt know, it. I don't think no one saw part two. Even though it's by way better directors. <laughs> they got the crank guys and yeah. nobody saw it. Neville Dean Taylor. That yeah. movie was pretty bad. Oh, damn. It also had a Dries Elba, didn't it? <laughs> Yes. He has a history in Marvel superhero movies. <laughs> and, and that's not uh, uncommon either. There's a lot of actors in this movie who mm. like have other another Marvel role. Like uh, yeah. Peter Dinklage shows up and he was in the X-Men oh, as yeah, like uh, was he, he was some like scientist testifying yeah. before yeah. Congress. I don't remember what, what his Sentinels. whole game plan was. It's one of those few oh, roles that didn't have to do Sentinels. with his height. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I yeah, progressive. I, was, I wanted to say that too. Like <laughs> I loved what some, they did as, with him. No offense, it was like just like a t- like a huge oversized midget. I yeah. Was gonna be like, 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be like... I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it out. I'm just going to bleep it. I thought it was going to be just like... Just add little person. I thought it was going to be like his head on like some sort of CGI. It would be like lengthy and tall. But it was just like him like expanded like 10 times tall. Hey, he's a giant dwarf. He was a big little person. <laughs> In a movie that's like two hours and forty minutes or whatever, did they need those? Him working on that hammer. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need it. What? Well, they do in that. It was the axe too. They destroyed Thor's. <laughs> they destroyed Thor's hammer in the last movie, so they need to give something to Thor to bring him back up to full power. Mm. Um, like they had to replace his eye that got gouged out in the last movie. So that was yeah. That you needed to have that scene to do that. But I I would have been okay with that being off screen because they do off screen tell you that Thanos wiped out the impl- entire planet of Xandar. That- Did Xandar? No. Um. Yeah. Asgard. No, he wiped out Xandar. Xandar. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Hello, wiped out Asgard. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Oh, that's right. But so, I mean, that would have been a big dramatic scene to like open the movie with. It's kind of like when they, when Logan was out, they were saying that they had shot a version. They had shot the scene where like Professor X accidentally like kills all the X. Or did they really? And is it, it like the opening scene? Yeah, what's going to be the opening? Oh, okay. But then they thought, oh, it casts too large a shadow over the rest of the movie. Like everybody's going to feel like the movie climaxed at the and beginning. Changes the scale, yeah. Yeah, completely. That's so true. I wonder. Like, it would have been kind of the same thing if they had put Thanos wiping out a whole planet at the beginning. I don't know. I think it should have been in there, man. No, I like that because the movie was, like, realized it was so long. They just, like, jumped well, right say, into it. Say they drop. And, and it showed him as being intimidated as hell. Just, like, say say they in. drop the axe building scene, which mm-hmm. is a pretty significant thing. He's got to, like, jumpstart that fucking star. star to turn it into a fucking engine. <laughs> A, in like a the worst furnace. spot possible i'm like who designed this shit <laughs> <laughs> like he's has to, you have to die in order to make this sorry <laughs> you weren't thinking ahead so what if they dropped the axe building scene and put in the xandar scene at the beginning keep the length the same mm, there's so many action scenes i think like yeah. like my girlfriend was like going a little crazy by the end she's just like so but many action turns, scenes but then it turns into a hole you put the um you put a hole into the film is how do you how does door get that axe pretty much you can say he, like he went onto the planet no you like, could how in the world he went on to like it's this dead planet i understand it's that he needs axe. a replacement weapon but yeah he could have just left that out <laughs> isn't it just like if he's storytelling in general just like having to do cleanup crew from like although in the last movie you didn't have the x so now we have to have a scene where well like we have established thanks to this movie that that is going to be the dynamic of the franchise from now on it's doing something that seems really dramatic in one movie and then in the next installment completely undoing yeah <laughs> thor's eye crew. got gouged out okay well rocket's got a robotic guy here thor yeah we need a whole minute to establish that and everything yeah thor's hammer gets crushed by kate blanchett all right well in the next movie we'll give him an axe <laughs> so in this movie hey we killed spider-man uh <laughs> black panther every fucking body and in the next movie they're all going to be back no I th- question i think they had like real directors like anyone besides the russos <laughs> they would uh just um I don't know, not do this, like, clean-up service. I feel like Joss Whedon would be like, no, I'm not establishing, like, some, like, putting his eye back on or, like, 
maybe doing a whole thing about the hammer. Like I think it, maybe he would have fought he, for those small things and been able to, be to win. Cog in the wheel. <laughs> like and the Russo's embrace they love being the cog in the wheel they're just like oh let me be the cog let me help everything move better for you Kevin Feige they're the Thor in the uh, in the infernal yeah, star exactly. just getting the burnt up like I don't care this is great <laughs> do it more Kevin Feige <laughs> they're gonna be working on the fucking Star Wars movies next because I feel like Kathleen Kennedy would love these like oh yeah ultimate yes men yes that's definitely the qualification that matters the most in the uh, Disney yeah. <laughs> hierarchy these days for sure Did yeah you it though? who Kennedy no, I, I like Kathleen Kennedy I like Kevin Feige but like heard, they're not... just leaning towards like yes men more and more Kathleen That's Kennedy not... is the the scourge of Hollywood right now. <laughs> I still like. I mean, she was with Spielberg since what the yeah, but she was with 90s. Spielberg. She didn't do anything. <laughs> she was his assistant. <laughs> she fucking produced Jurassic Park. <laughs> she's got. What does a, that mean? She's got an ultimate path. I'm just saying. She she's, pr- she's, she's, pr- I'm set for life with her. I'm like she can do any. She can kill kids. I don't care. I feel like all right. <laughs> But you produced Jurassic Park. I think it's been pretty well demonstrated that Spielberg was doing all the heavy lifting on those productions. I don't know. <laughs> I, she has hamstrung literally the biggest franchise of all time. Like the highest grossing movie domestically ever right now is The Force Awakens. And then three movies in, the fan base is <laughs> it's falling no, apart. Dude, it's not and it's her apart. fault. Dude, like, I mean, what didn't Rogue One make the most money of no Force Awakens? No, no, like, oh, well, well, you're yeah, comparing yeah. the Star Wars movies to each other, but like, of course, Last Jedi was like, the Star highest grossing movie like last year. Yeah, but it, everybody hates it. the 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 box office receipts are dropping with each installment. They're dropping, but like, they're still like better than any other movie. Like, yeah, well, well, did you think they wouldn't drop? Like, do you think they would? Uh, I can't imagine a situation where they would go up. Yeah, maybe not go up because uh, Force Awakens is such an event. Like, yeah. Star Wars is back. Star Wars is back. Everybody, whether or not the they even back. like it, is are going to go to just see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that would always stay at the top of the heap. But if they kept making movies people enjoy, mm-hmm. a la Marvel, <laughs> yeah. like the the yeah the box office is going to at least stay steady. I think Disney understands that characters are important not just for like toys and stuff but yeah like being attached to the franchise and, yeah. and not wars, based off of star wars well i mean like rogue one didn't have the greatest characters nobody it has like Jin, just dressing like Jyn Erso for halloween but <laughs> but like the other characters are it's good it's, like for the jj abrams trilogy disney understands characters so well that's why they <laughs> Kill half all of them. Completely <laughs> raped Luke Skywalker's character. Oh my god! A, Wait, I hope this whole thing is cut. <laughs> just, everyone from Rogue One is not really gonna be remembered like that. Nah, it's just one movie. Yeah, just one and done. I'd argue died. Luke needed an arc, and so and by the end he was back to Luke Skywalker, but he was a progeny old man in the beginning. <laughs> there, I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Disney shill. It's paid me five dollars just for the saying that. I just want to put it out there. I think Last Jedi might be the most dissatisfying movie I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> to me, it was. I mean, it wasn't bad, but <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Just in case if so you guys like the prequels more? I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't like I don't like yeah. the prequels like that. I just like episode, <laughs> I like, I just like, like that. episode three, but that's about it. But it's just kind of like oh, and we discussed this too, and I think either 
Black Panther or A Wrinkle in Time. I just don't like when films like release a year after each other. With Marvel, they can get away with like with Disney and Marvel, they can get away with that. But with everything in Star Wars, mm-hmm. like you want like those films to kind of like have this open gap. Yeah, because there's like, so the little to the Star Wars movie. Exactly. But like, there's so add, little variety. You're adding so more to that, un- so much more to that universe. It just, uh, it just kind of, you're watering it down. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think um, the solo film is gonna do very good. But if anything, you could have released it like maybe next year or something like that. I've always release... thought that was the plan: was to release a movie every winter. And... Well, they kept getting delayed. Yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But not. But yeah. in, like I said, because Kathleen Kennedy off, kept fucking said. firing people. Yeah. <laughs> You well, really, you're on I, the wrong team here. Man. I'm on the wrong team. <laughs> because of Jurassic Park? Damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, just, I'm not going to stick with her forever. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Yeah, they've made some mistakes. Like, even making Han Solo a movie in general was probably a yeah. mistake. But, because, so. because he is so shows, uh, he is so associated with that actor that if it's not Harrison Ford playing him, it feels yeah. awkward. Like, if anything, I would have been happy if they did, like, a Boba Fett film, which they're going to do, but I don't know. I think the big issue is they're just sticking with those characters that everyone knows. I feel like she's finally realized that, and that's why she's like, hey, Ryan Johnson, who I'm sure you guys love, yeah. is she's like, here's a whole new trilogy, and I assume there's going to be a lot more creative juices in that than, like, having to re-reference everything that previously happened every time. <laughs> well, dude... <laughs> Yeah. We are so off topic. Yeah, yeah exactly. But go on. <laughs> it is part eight. Like, this is not a little side story. This is an episode number. This is part of the exact same storyline as yeah. the original trilogy and the prequels. So it's not like, oh, man, they're referring to that tired old jazz again. <laughs> it's part of that story. Yeah, no, They I have agree. to keep it going. And it, it, it's a big mistake to be like, ah, oh, no, I think these, like, teenagers are more interesting than fucking Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. <laughs> but in a way, like, are kids going to watch the movie with, like, a bunch of geriatrics running around? Well, not a... Not, not no. Like, not, they spent, like, a kabillion dollars to buy Star Wars. They're not going to, like, just... Just, not have new cast and the new cast is great so yeah John Boyega and Daisy Ridley and all them are you really gonna diss them like, yes <laughs> this is such a bizarre experience for me having this conversation because I feel like I'm, I'm the, like the, I'm usually in the minority but here I'm, I feel like I'm in the majority like most people like Daisy Ridley she's in a lot of movies no she's not she was almost the tomb raider <laughs> she's gonna be big someday trust me <laughs> if like being the lead of the biggest franchise in the <laughs> entertainment industry doesn't kickstart her career <laughs> I think you're, she might be a little lacking about her like she's Brandon Routh or something I'm mean, already seen what it did to the other folks I mean the only person who had a bigger career in the, in the original episodes were basically um, Harrison Ford Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody got too associated so with the character. Well, and Boyega's basically has that four character. Ah, Boyega's just playing himself. He always does but, that. No, Oscar Isaac's gonna, gonna be around for a long time. Though, so. But he was already kind of. Up and He'd already by the built time. his career up. Nobody yeah. had any fucking clue who Daisy Ridley, Ridley was. She was like a corpse on a BBC yeah. crime <laughs> drama in one episode. Yeah. That's her resume. <laughs> God, she's the worst. She's what the hell are you talking, are you talking about? about? No, we are keeping this in. We're let the people decide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we say about the Avengers night? I'm much more excited about fucking talking about the Last Jedi. That is such a well of uh, visual. 
a for Venom for me. I mean, we, we already gave the movie like a 10, so we basically moved on to the next one. <laughs> Last Jedi, 11 out of 10. What would you guys give it? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I like Force Awakens more actually. But yes. <laughs> good. <laughs> so I'll give you all see that one point. And you know the thing is, I don't even like Star Wars. Like they're they're entertaining, but I have Oof. no personal investment. But it's so fascinating for me. Like because the last I, I was obsessed with the movie for at least a month. Because to, to me, The Last Jedi is like so clearly how you don't make a movie. <laughs> and then I the, the like media response to it was like wow what a fucking great movie and i was like just so consumed by how could how, what reality am i living in for like 30 days I that's, was, that's <laughs> the most crazy thing is that like i feel like anyone that hates that movie is usually a really big star wars fan and that's interesting that you're like oh, i'm like indifferent towards star wars and then i just saw it was like oh i, I hate it <laughs> with all my all my passions yeah 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 because it's yeah. I can, what's, what's a comparison point? It's what's like, your main two beefs with that movie? I'm just, Luke There's Skywalker. no plot. You, there's no plot in Empire Strikes Back. I mean, they're just like hopping around and then like they sort of meet up at the end, but not really. Okay, I, I feel like um, the plot of Empire Strikes Back is kind of like we've got an enemy we need to overcome and let's figure out how to do it. So it's, But no, they're like getting chased. They're not even trying to overcome it. Like Han Solo's getting chased, and then Luke's Luke's Laura's training, training it, which is kind of they tried to mirror it for for this movie. Yeah, like there's a big chase scene, and there's training. On Daisy's there. training, yeah. but she doesn't train, and it isn't actually a chase because they're just literally drifting. <laughs> yeah, that's why it was like the most anti-blockbuster. It was kind of cool, like it's oh, like God. going so slow. <laughs> it was like two tugboats, like two miles away from each other, just like. <laughs> That's yeah. what gets the people going. <laughs> yeah, on. characters were fucking flying off to other galaxies in the middle of... Well, not other galaxies, but they're flying off to, you know, other, well, other solar systems, like, in like the middle of this chase, and then having time to, like, come back. <laughs> they basically went towards... They went to a um, planet pretty much to gamble. Yeah, they went on fucking vacation in the middle of the chase and came back, and the chase was still happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's their Cloud City moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. We need put put it was basically Last like Jedi to rest. Can we like add that to your podcast of Last Jedi? I, th- like I think we're, we didn't. I didn't do one. Oh, so oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> right there, you have yeah. one now. <laughs> Bonus episode for like the subscribers. On. <laughs> I really Whatever. don't even want to talk about Avengers now. I want. Uh, like, <laughs> yes. Like I said, we already gave it score. So we did a movie is good. What else is there to talk about with Avengers? <laughs> All kinds of stuff. Because it's like a bland ass movie. No, it, it's got its charm. It is so fucking like stuffed with stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tied into. 18 movies that came beforehand and there's mm. a character from every one of those movies except in this. Man. yeah no where's michael douglas <laughs> yeah at least they could have brought michael Pena in or something yeah <laughs> cameo yeah oh as far as cameos go i didn't notice it while i was watching but mm-hmm. i stayed through the end credits because you do that at marvel movies do. and i noticed uh character from arrested development used by permission of you know fox Oh yeah, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Wait, what? There's a, there's a screenshot online. Yes, I saw yeah. that screenshot okay. on Twitter 
But I never would have caught that. Wait, what happened again? I didn't. Uh, uh, what, what's it? What's his name? Uh, David Cross. What's the character's name? Uh, I don't know. Weird development. Mustache brother guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tobias. Tobias well, Funke from Arrested Development is in, uh, Infinity War. He's in one of the uh cases at the collector's collection. Oh, wow. in his like vault. But it's not really David Cross, right? Yeah. Well, it's not David Cross, but it's yeah. the oh, yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Easter egg. Yeah, he's, so. he's in the blue makeup from when he was auditioning for Blue, blue Man, Man Group. Yeah. And it's official. It's canonized. Yeah, that is. So he's a character. Tobias now. The... And that means that yeah, the Arrested Development universe is it's part of the Marvel. MCU. Of... Yes. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> Russo's are geniuses. I take it all back because they they were uh, you know really yeah. involved with that show. They directed the pilot. Yeah. So I guess we can look forward to some community characters showing up in the next movie. <laughs> oh, I'm down. <laughs> Is Donald Glover in any Marvel movie? Uh, yeah, he's in Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's a teacher or whatever, right? He he's some random dude that he meets in a parking garage. <laughs> Spider-Man mm. like buys a gun from him or something. Pays guy. I don't remember what. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody wanted Donald Glover to be Spider-Man, to be mm-hmm. Miles Morales. I get that. And Marvel's like we're progressive, but not that progressive. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that could have happened. Like, like we'll, if they, uh, yeah. like we'll get a re re um a re re um Iron Man way before like a Miles Morales. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, th- th- that's what they're doing. Over at Sony, they're putting the animated Spider-Man movie out with multiple Spider-Men in it. It's like a... But it's still animated. It's not real. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's give okay a, if it's give animated. Me a live action, yeah. Give me a live action version of it. Dude, that crazy fucking Venom Amy... Trailer. No, no. no a- a- Amy Pascal, who was oh, running yeah. Sony when they were making the, the Spider-Man movies. Mm. Fucking wacky brain of hers was thinking they were going to do an animated one. That was like officially part of the Andrew Garfield franchise. Like part four of the Andrew Garfield franchise was going to be animated, but it was going to be Spider-Man Four. It wasn't going to be oh. like, oh, it's the animated version. And you hate Kathleen Kennedy when there's an They're Amy that's awful. just like ten times worse. <laughs> See, Amy Pascal was so insane that eventually she got toppled from her throne. But Kathleen Kennedy is actually getting away with being insane. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a greater threat. <laughs> Who's her husband? Frank Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, shit. Come on. <laughs> so, you love Kathleen Kennedy, but you hate Frank Marshall. No, no. I'm yeah, saying, it like, sounds she, like you got a crush saying, on like, Kathleen. Yeah, she, she's perfect. But, like, if she ever made a mistake, I'm saying Frank Marshall would be like, "Hey, don't do that." And then like she'd be like, "Oh, you're, you know, you're right." And then like she's back to perfect again. So, but that would never happen. She doesn't yeah, make mistakes. Yeah, unfortunately, she's perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> we need to stop fucking talking. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think of the Last Jedi? <laughs> Right, let's stop. Okay, okay. End up getting sued by her. This yeah. might not even be like an Avengers episode. This might be just like <laughs> the weekend movies. Oh man, can we talk about I Am Pretty? <laughs> I haven't I, seen it yet. I stuck into that for a few minutes when I was rewatching Ready Player One because I love <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> you just she... bought a ticket just to give, just to throw Kathleen a few yeah. shekels. I heard <laughs> she's doing not as great as she could be. You didn't even really want to see it. You just. I'm worried Han Solo will make the dollar bill, so I'm trying to preemptively uh, give her her money. 
Uh, but yeah, it wasn't very good. And then, <laughs> or, I, and then I sunk into blockers for a couple minutes, and it was also bad, but, but less bad. Why are you sneaking into my movies? Reviews. I got a movie pass. Cause I, well, because I got into like the theater, like I'm not gonna watch the fucking 20 minutes of trailers that I've seen like a thousand oh, times. Okay. So I was like, oh, just come to the theater 20 minutes later. I was just, it was just timing. I usually do. I usually do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, poor old uh, Amy Schumer, kidney infection, man. Oh, is that recent? I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like this weekend. Oh, wow. She's mm. she's hospitalized. She's doing bad. <laughs> Best are our prayers with Amy. <laughs> Pray for Amy. Do you think she can steal jokes from a hospital? She's stealing jokes in heaven now. <laughs> uh, I mean, shouldn't that be karma? You stole it from Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's trying. She stole his jokes. Now she's trying to move in on his territory. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you you all the best with the kidney infection, but now you're stealing from Patrice O'Neill when you were sick. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Anyway. Because everything is more interesting than the Avengers. Age of Ultron but 2 or whatever the fuck we're watching. It. I fucking love this movie. No, you're, you're, I'm going to ask you two weeks from now, and just because you're stubborn, you're going to say I still love it, but inside, you're going to be dead. I was... I'm Deadpool then. I'm going to be ranting and raving. Amy Schumer inside. <laughs> um. I might as well come back. You might as well get a four person because it's just going to turn into a comedy hour instead of like a... Oh, I heard Kathleen Kennedy's available. So... <laughs> You guys can chit. She'll make time. She's yeah. such a such a gem. She's, such a, she's a hard worker at heart. You know? <laughs> I was looking out for the little guy. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I, the thing people always do when Marvel movies come out is they rank them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like a cliche, and you're supposed to not do it. But I want to do. It. <laughs> oh, I love, no! I love ranking in general. And well, it's not like rank through the whole fucking franchise you know we're not gonna be like oh well it's my number 14 and here are the ones like yeah yeah all the way yeah. in front but what yeah where do you where do you put it i'm guessing this is actually lower tier marvel episode, for honestly. you rob i'd say lower to mid yeah i'm yeah because i i like my favorite is like guardians and avengers one so like guardians is my it, favorite too yeah and like when i see I knew Avengers. I'm still like, oh, maybe it's got that juice of the first one. But <laughs> what do you think was the magic for part one? Was it just that these characters were coming together, or do you credit Joss Whedon for actually making it what it was? I Could- think it was a little more fun. And yeah, you're not expecting it to do as be as good as it is. I, that's partial. But I mean, I rewatched it and it still holds up. I think it's. I kind of just love that third act because the first act kind of sucks on that movie. It's just like almost unwatchable. Just like. Black Widow being like tied down, having to fight a few oh, that was great. spies or whatever. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the part that, of the movie I've probably seen the most. You just rewind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the VHS like would be face. all like fuzzy <laughs> in that part. Um, but then, like, yeah, this one was just like, there's no like big moments. I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of nice little moments. The but biggest like, moments in a franchise are in this movie. Fucking like Black what? Panther like disintegrates. <laughs> but he's going to come back. That's like, true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know there are no real stakes, but it's still like... See, I don't watch these movies because I care about the story or I care about the characters. That's yeah. not important to me in any movie. <laughs> well, that's weird in itself, but okay. <laughs> I like movies... He's surrounded by DVDs in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> I am not a plot guy. I hate plot. That's, that's why I'm not in a TV. 
Yeah. I feel like we're kind of on the same page on that. Like, it's not about, ooh, what's going to happen next. It's about what I'm seeing right now in front of me. That's why I love Twin Peaks, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's not like, it isn't really where is this going. It's how are they going to pull this off. That's the part that's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's not what's happening in the movie in terms of what are the characters going to do about whatever problem they've got. It's about how are the filmmakers going to make this movie. (laughs) And I I love that idea with Marvel. Like, they have to keep everybody interested. They have to keep making things bigger and more complicated. And I'm really excited about seeing how they, you know, how, how they balance it (laughs) Mm. how they you know i mean this movie is absolutely incoherent if you haven't seen (laughs) all the rest of them right yeah you didn't see at least half of them but instead this is one of the biggest movies ever because they've gotten everybody wrapped up um it's just and this is like a new chapter in the way movies are made you know where they've pulled off like serializing something and kind of snowballing it into something so gigantic but still commercially successful and you know well received by the by the audience for it Mm. um i was gonna say when you brought up the avengers now looking back at it the avengers actually kind of looks like a small movie yeah for sure yeah (laughs) even though at the time it was like look we're finally bringing it all together and it's the biggest event and nobody thought it would work like yeah right four (laughs) superheroes in one movie (laughs) but to me it makes perfect sense because i love thinking about like the way franchises work you know Mm. Uh, like what is john wick 3 gonna be like you know because we know how they've like you see John Wick one, and then you're like, "How are you going to do John Wick two? Maybe if it was about focusing more on this whole kind of like Hitman Underground, mm-hmm. and then that's what they actually did. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, "Oh, and part three is going to be like Born Identity, where like the entire world of you know Underground Hitmen are coming to get this guy." It's exciting just to kind of see the way the movie business functions and and you know is propelled forward. And this is a totally new approach to you know making hollywood movies and is it a good thing for movies though i think anything is a good thing for movies as long as you're making movies as long as they're popular you mean or as long as you're just as long as as you're bringing audiences in i don't care what happens in the next hellraiser i'm gonna be excited that there's another hellraiser coming out yeah that's fair the the hellraiser revelations was one of the worst movies i have ever seen but i'm so happy that they're still making them Well, the new one was, is that the newest one? No, no the one no. after the newest one was better. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like shit with a, a candle coming out of it is better than just a, a lump of shit. That's a terrible I mean, metaphor. I didn't know you were into candles so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I was imagining like a lump of shit on a plate, like, <laughs> okay. Served oh, to yeah. you. And, but and then it's your birthday. With a birthday candle, okay. it's better than just the lump of shit, but it's still a lump of shit. You could at least blow it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true it's a kind of it's a it's a a weird symbiotic relationship you know it's instead of lighting a candle in the bathroom you're lighting it on the turd itself yeah oh god this is all because no one likes a flaming piece of shit they want a (laughs) candle there you mark that this point. is a disaster <laughs> we're an hour and 15 i blame myself recording. i'm sorry <laughs> and we have spent like 15 minutes of it actually talking about the movie on the docket oh uh, i don't even care i think we, i think we've gone so far off the rails that uh we can get away with whatever we want now <laughs> i will give the movie props for like 
un- mostly understanding, I guess, like uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And oh like, yeah, yeah. It like it almost feels. I almost thought James Gunn was like involved. Slightly. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel any different from the versions. You know, he directed and wrote. It kind of feels like he came in and pulled a Tarantino and Sin City. Mm-hmm. You know, like directed their scenes himself. Although Chris Pratt being all like uppity about Chris Hemsworth felt kind of like hacky writing thing. I thought that was. You think so? I mean, these are comic book characters. It is, but I was just like, that's like a stupid sitcom thing, classic Russo brothers. These are they're sitcom yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe so. I mean, you talk about fucking like flanderization. These guys begin at that point. Yeah. It's like they're defined by their one, you know, unusual characteristic. Oh, I have a a robotic suit. (laughs) That's my personality. (laughs) And I'm kind of a dick. That's the whole character. (laughs) Like, they started these characters at the same point most sitcom characters end up in, like, season seven. (laughs) I was just thinking, not that I have such high respect for Chris Pratt, but, like, you'd think you'd be like, I gotta do a weird British voice? That's, like, my big joke. Are you kidding? I wouldn't be surprised if that was his idea. You think? Dude, this is... I mean, I guess it would work for the audience, but for me, I was just like... Chris Pratt's whole career is built off of basically doing a Jack Black impression. (laughs) The sexy black. (laughs) That was the working title for Black Panther. (laughs) You're thinking about changing the name of the character back. (laughs) Anyway, what's your ranking? Um... After that, it took 20 minutes. <laughs> I can't even continue after what's been going on. So um, if I have to rank it, like, you want me to give you, like, my five um, Marvel films, or... Like, where would you put it on the whole scale of the I would put 19? In, I would put it in the top 10, but I will put it from 6 to 10. Mm. Ah, okay. So, okay. So, Bottom half um, of the top 10. That's still let's, let's see where um, let's see where the ending is, because if once the set part 2 comes out, I'm going to count it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's best to count it as a whole because basically it's two one big movie. I don't know. I think they're gonna pull a Kill Bill where the second half kind of has a different yeah, attitude about I have it. A feeling yeah. too, as it's going to have to be smaller just by virtue of so many characters being gone. I think it's gonna like you were saying. There isn't a lot of Captain America in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be a lot I, of Captain yeah. America. In part I got that two. feeling too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be a lot of the original characters. I mean, we're gonna see um Hulk sometime in. The next one, obviously. Well, dude, this is, you know, basically to follow up the Civil War, because everybody looks at Civil War as kind of being uh, the Avengers just, 3. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Iron, Man, Iron Man and Captain America never had a scene together in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rift between the two of them, you know, they made a whole movie about that. They haven't even really addressed That's it, right, except for yeah, a scene yeah. at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, part two, like, at least 25% of it is going to be, like, Captain America and Iron Man having to patch things up oh, yeah. to save the yeah, universe. Is it going to be, like, a family drama? No, I don't think no, it's, no, no, it's going to be, like, 25%, maybe, like, 5%. Okay, yeah, that's I, I can buy that. The movie's gonna be like three hours, also, so it's, that would be like. But they've minutes. cut the the roster of people who you can pay attention to in half. Even Thanos's side all got wiped out except for him. So yeah, <laughs> unless I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah. I guess yeah. th- they're going to probably take this opportunity to introduce some new characters that maybe we're not expecting them to. Like we know they're gonna bring Captain Marvel in in some fashion. Because th- I think her movie comes out before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the next and it takes one. place in the 90s. So. Yeah. So they'll introduce her fully so that when she shows up in the next Avengers, it's not going to be like, oh, who is this yeah. person? Yeah. I've heard Ant Man takes place before the yeah. events. 
of this. Yeah, okay. I think people. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, where when does it take place? They're hypothesizing that Ant Man is going to kind of be concurrent. Like by the end of Ant Man, it'll be caught up to okay. Infinity War. Um, and probably explain where they were. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I guess saving Michael Douglas's company. <laughs> it's gonna be because people love those corporate. Those are stories. The, the ones about the guy who has like a badass piece of equipment, and that's kind of like the source of his power. It's all about protecting the IP. <laughs> it's all about Kevin corporate Feige's like this is my passion story. <laughs> this is what I'm going out on. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so what about your ranking? This is a catastrophe. Yeah. It's my number two out of the whole franchise. Damn. Guardians, one, and then this. And ironically, Guardians is my number one, I guess, because it kind of feels the least like a superhero movie. Yeah. Like, it feels... feels like a James Conn movie. <laughs> it doesn't, man. He'd never made anything on that scale before. No, but, like, it has his personality, like, has a little Tromeo and Juliet in it. <laughs> Dude, I can't stand that movie. That movie is so hard to sit through. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I don't like Slither much either. I guess because oh. I'm a big Night of the Creeps fan, and I mean it's basically a remake, only you know without he giving didn't credit. Night of the Creeps? No, no, he didn't do Night of the Creeps. Oh, okay. But I was Slither say. is basically like oh, I see. Unauthorized remake. Mm. So I'm kind of like, hey, James, what do you, what the hell do you think you're doing? But Super was great. Um, it's my least favorite of his. We we agree on everything <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Regular Cisco neighbor. See, Guardians One to me kind of feels like uh, heavy metal. The movie heavy metal mm, yeah for and, sure and that's not a vibe i get from tons of movies and it's like something i really want yeah that's <laughs> what we always wanted <laughs> i thought heavy metal was a really like satisfying movie it's like fun to see this type of stuff on screen Still is. Yeah. yeah um but then uh of infinity war i love because it's such a comic book movie yeah, yeah. i think it's the most comic book movie yet for marvel it really is like you gotta have the backstory for all these characters and you're jumping in and in the middle of a story and the thrill is in like seeing oh this character's meeting this character and the threat has to be like the greatest threat that you know greater than ever any threat they've faced before even though it also can't be a valid threat because we've got more movies to make <laughs> like they fucking killed black panther and then the same day you can look at a uh article on like slash film or something saying they're trying to get Ryan Coogler back for Black Panther 2 <laughs> so yeah it makes it really hard to suspend your your disbelief about oh the character's actually dead yeah when that moment happened when everyone started turning to dust I was like oh shit this is getting real like finally Marvel's like killing all some characters then like Black Panther was like the third or fourth and I was like oh wait yeah he's got a sequel coming out yeah. and then I was like never mind and then like any emotion I had was like drained out and I'm like see that's your problem you have emotions yeah <laughs> <laughs> was, oh man! I mean, like when Spider-Man died, I was like, "There's." It was just good acting. They really played it yeah. for like a tearjerker so moment, a which bit. is nonsense. Because it's also as a kid, so you're like, <laughs> this is naturally like I don't want a kid, to die. <laughs> except maybe in Matt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, speak for yourself, Rob. <laughs> you have emotions, yeah, and you value the life of children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a flawed man. See, because they do. They started out with Mantis. I think Mantis is the first one to go. Mm. Is yeah. that right? I don't remember. She's definitely. I the, think so. Yeah. Okay. I think she is. And Mantis is a very believable, like, yeah. oh, they're gonna kill this character yeah. type of character. She's like 
kind of she's beyond tertiary even whatever the word after that is yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah what contortionary <laughs> yeah uh she almost was like the one that beat thanos though as they have so many moments where they should have been able to beat him and i think this is mm-hmm. probably a problem a lot of people are going to have with the movie is that yeah. they've set up all these rules for all these characters basically that uh, they're so overpowered but any number of these characters really should have been able to stop Thanos. Like, the idea, right from the get-go, there's a fight between Hulk and Thanos. And from the background I, I understand from comic book fans, without actually being one, is that basically Hulk's unbeatable. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, the angrier you get Hulk, the more powerful he becomes. And you would think nothing would piss Hulk off more than you beating him in a fight. <laughs> So it's like, I, I feel like I've consistently heard that Hulk is the like most overpowered character in the entire Marvel Universe. I've heard that, yeah, in the comics too, yeah. And in this movie, he's the first character to get beaten. <laughs> like, he doesn't die, but he, he gets his ass kicked so bad that he won't even become the Hulk anymore. <laughs> but then it kind of felt like the opposite, because like, he had two stones, I think, at that point or so, and then like... He had four stones, and he was then against four superheroes, including, like, Spider-Man. And at that point, he could turn, like, guns into dust or yeah. bubbles or whatever. And, like, it's just, like, and then he's, like, oh, I can't beat this 14-year-old kid. Like, I just. <laughs> he it, also, it, it, it didn't feel like he was using the, the these powers to, like, their actual ability. Do you think he was yeah. intentionally doing that? I couldn't even tell. I think so. Yeah. Because, like, he wasn't, really trying, he wasn't really using any stone when he beat Hulk, though. I think it was just well, he stone. only had the power stone, and oh, yes. that would be the only one you would need to beat Hulk. They had that move where whichever one he's using lights up, starts like glowing when he's yeah. using it. You didn't notice that? No. Yeah, <laughs> um. Well, it's there. I was one hundred percent. There's so much nonsense going on. <laughs> I'm sure it was there. So I was wondering, like, how the hell is he doing that? Like, how does he control these? How does he know? All right, I'm gonna make the power stone go into effect. Mm. Like, is mind controlling them, or is it through the gauntlet? Like, we're not really sure. What What were the actual like magical attributes of the the of Thor's hammer or of this Stormbreaker axe? Like that also would have been uh, ascribed to the gauntlet since it was made by the same giant dwarf. <laughs> but if they were really specific, then you'd be like, well, why doesn't he just do that and kill exactly. everyone? So, I mean, so they th- keep it vague. That's kind of the... the, the, the it's, that's what they should call him, Kevin Vagey. Oh. <laughs> that's a keeper. Zing. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, but that that's what I'm getting at, is that really the movie doesn't make sense. And that doesn't bother me because that's not the part of it I'm focused on. Oh, yeah. Like they have that moment where uh, that that one, I think it's Corvus Glaive is like the big kind of like heavy hitter of the Black Order. And uh, Wong sends him into like a mountain, and, you know, with teleportation portals. And then he tries to reach through and Wong closes the portal. It cuts the dude's hand right off. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of like an obvious do that all the time kind of move well also just... specifically against a guy who all of his the source of his power is all in one hand oh yeah that's true too. <laughs> if he, they literally did it in the same movie where he chopped the guy's hand off with a portal why not consider doing that to the guy who's gonna wipe out the universe with his by snapping his fingers it's true 
Like, I think if I was emotionally involved, I would have like not been like nitpicking like that because I usually don't. I usually hate that guy, but like I was just kind of like that doesn't make sense, and like I don't know. Just but none of that nothing there affected my enjoyment. No. Yeah, because okay. to me, it's about watching what they do with the movie, not about seeing where his story goes. Because we know for a fact this story goes on forever as long as people will go see them. So there's no like forethought end game. Where it's like, oh, I'm in safe hands. But that's not what I mean. I actually do feel that way. But it's not like, all right, the, the story's going to come to fruition. Mm. The story is, do you want to see another movie? I'll come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about, oh, what are they going to come up with? <laughs> yeah. And I think this movie, that's why that's part of why I'm excited about it is because you know it really is forging new territory in the way big budget movies are, are you know released if like the last 18 movies were like just complete pieces of shit i'm curious what we would think of this movie because we'd have no attachment to characters it wouldn't have gotten as far well it wouldn't have but like i'm just curious like this movie on itself if we had no attachment to like iron man and captain america if we just saw these guys like walk on screen it, and it, we were, meant nothing and they were just fighting it's incoherent it would be, it would be in here, just it. not even just that, just like, well, I guess you don't care about emotions, but like, just like, it seems what like if you half go the enjoyment see... is seeing the characters interact with each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I'm just So you have to have seen the other movies. I mean, that's yeah. part of the, the what I'm saying about it being a whole new approach to movie making, is this is not standalone in any fashion. Like, you really have to have seen every installment beforehand to make full sense of this thing and if you have then it's actually you know really like well-rounded <laughs> uh but dude what if you went into like harry potter 7 and you hadn't seen any i had this exact experience i went to see harry potter 7 part one uh <laughs> deadly Hallows part one oh jesus <laughs> on a date <laughs> oh no and it wasn't my idea i wasn't like let's go see harry potter it was her mm -hmm. idea and we're sitting through this movie, and it's the worst of the series by a lot. Because <laughs> it's just them, like, hanging out in a tent. <laughs> it's a weird one. <laughs> and uh, about halfway through, she leans over, and she's like, I don't understand what's going on. And I'm like, well, you know, wh what do you remember from the last movie? And she's oh, I didn't see the last movie. Whoa. <laughs> I said, we're getting out of here. We posted it up, <laughs> yeah. and we left. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, like, I guess I, like, I'm like you. I don't concern myself with the plot too much, but just, like, the characters themselves. Because, like, what's the enjoyment of this movie? Because the action scenes are, like, good, but they're not great. Like, I feel like... Well, I mean, when you got two bland. CGI characters fighting each other, like, how invested can you get? You know, you're basically... Yeah. It's, it's an animated fight. Like the beginning, the Thor versus uh, the, the Thanos versus Hulk fight. You know, those are two cartoon characters. So the action scenes don't work. The plots not really all that special. <laughs> it's like them just catching MacGuffins. It feels like a like an Elder Scroll like yeah, side mission. Yeah, it's a video game just, like, thing. Yeah, so like that's been the no whole plot, franchise. no action. But then like, so it's it's got to be just the characters, right? That like, what else is hanging us? But into they aren't it? real characters. They are images. They're icons. Yeah, but like, there's human actors that we love yeah but okay having them. are you are you excited about godzilla versus gong of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> do either one of those characters have a well, personality <laughs> i'm still hoping john c Riley's character comes back but um <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah uh, godzilla is my favorite franchise out of all franchises that and like friday the 13th are my two go-tos nice, and nice. um 
I mean, Friday the 13th is a great example, too. In both of these franchises, <laughs> the human characters are literally a whole new slate in each installment. And your mainstay character, who you're supposedly following, genuinely has no personality. <laughs> Jason is just a guy with a mask, and he kills you. He doesn't even speak. And Godzilla and King Kong, same thing. And they're not even played by recognizable actors. They are... Just images, they're icons. And that's what these characters are. Like, who Captain America is, is really fucking self-evident. You know? <laughs> He's clean-cut. He, he is... loves America. But <laughs> if you replace the actor, there would be, like, riots on the street. Well, think about when they announced him as the... In the first, you know, in the first place, to be cast as that mm -hmm. character. People were like, are you fucking serious? I, human Torch? No. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was. I was like, this is the wrong guy for this part. And they said Chris Hemsworth. And I was like, who the fuck is Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's about... In that case, it is about kind of associating an actor with a character. But the characters themselves are going to work on an audience on a certain automatic level. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it's just some degree, but I, I, yeah. like people are going back to watch the the Red Brown Captain America from 1990 because they love this Captain America. You know, it it's because the character stands outside of whatever particular piece of media it may be part of. Mm. I mean, think about like the but video I, games they're part of. Do you think like if Jai Courtney played captain america or like sam worthington like do you i think, think they would be, be pissed do you think people would be going back to the 1990 captain america though i think it would be probably a failure like in yeah. the same way that the red brown one was a failure like yeah so i feel like an actor is still it counts yeah. for a lot a good part but you you'll always be able to get a captain america movie made somewhere down the road like yeah. say you made a jai courtney <laughs> captain american people all threw up <laughs> yeah but 10 years later you could probably take another crack at it yeah with sure. idris elba <laughs> <laughs> or ben affleck again oh he wasn't <laughs> that would he just I, keeps what, coming back man he nightmare universe is this where ben affleck is <laughs> basically our over. universe <laughs> trump's president i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what if trump like made an executive order he is going to play the lead in all superhero movies oh, from now man. on <laughs> it's my business it's my country this is my movie industry all the love that's interests will be my whores interesting <laughs> like i want to be in every film um like reflected in a um great light <laughs> yeah it's true it's fox news the movie I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump is Captain America. Right? <laughs> Technically, it's commander in chief. <laughs> he should be playing that role. Well, actually, not nah, better in comparison. He's basically um, dude from Idiocracy. <laughs> he's he's uh, uh, Terry yeah. Crews. Uh, <laughs> Only thing that's missing is him. I'd prefer Terry Crews. <laughs> Only thing that's missing is him carrying like a damn machine, Mac 11 a machine gun every time. That will happen by the end of this presidency, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> During his parade, maybe. <laughs> Just yeah. imagine if, like, the Congress basically had, like, advertisements pretty much like they did in that film, too. McDonald's, Burger King. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to gradually become, like, an African warlord. He's, <laughs> he's, he's going to have a, a bodyguard detail with gold-plated AKs. <laughs> I'm sure he's Wikipedia all of them. Like, how did they do it? I mean, it's figured out. Killed a bunch of people? Okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyway. Boy, that was exhausting, huh? <laughs> you got I, good 20 minutes of material. I wonder if it'll be as exhausting for the listeners. I think I'm going to put this one in there gen generally unedited and <laughs> see how people react to it. 
all, all 13 uh, people yes. who listen to it. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I feel like there's a lot of Infinity War ground we didn't cover, but I think there are a lot of important things that needed to be said that we did say. Yeah. <laughs> About a certain movie that came out <laughs> last uh, <laughs> winter. There, every you know, there, there's a balance between light and dark. Yes, and there cannot be an Infinity War without a Last Jedi, and you need to address both. It's true. <laughs> Yin and Yang. <laughs> All right, one's guys. a great movie, one's not. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Next episode, me and Rob have a knife fight over yeah. which movie yeah. is a worthwhile installment. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for uh, making the time to come out and it have this conversation. Yes. And for you oh, know please. being part of the conversation it became <laughs> and uh thank you to everybody who might happen to be listening uh if you want to listen to other episodes even after you've listened to this one <laughs> you haven't changed your mind about us uh they're at soundcloud.com slash watching machine and they're also at itunes google play stitcher any old place that you can download podcasts and uh we also have a twitter that gets automatically updated that's pretty much it just tells you when new episodes are coming out twitter.com slash watching machine no g at the end of watching <laughs> is it an apostrophe no no okay. it's some exactly. some dick in europe <laughs> camped on oh. the watching machine no. and uh yeah we couldn't Hold actually on. use you know that's fine <laughs> good <laughs> it's okay I, I got nothing to say on twitter fuck twitter <laughs> if you if you want to find our twitter you're a loser <laughs> he doesn't mean that he, doesn't, yeah. he wants as many listeners yeah. as you have enough enemies in real life and otherwise so. if the audience doesn't hate me that means that i'm not being honest enough <laughs> that's true all right jesus christ i can't make one fucking segment of this episode work <laughs> All right, thank you so much, guys. Talk to you later. All right.